Courtside Indiana podcast brought to you by Box Out Sports. Box Out Sports is a leading online graphic solution giving you the ability to create professional content in seconds to highlight your team and student athletes during a season. You can sign up for a free demo at boxoutsports.com. Courtside Indiana podcast is available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as well as SoundCloud. You can subscribe via each of those apps and have them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. We would appreciate a rating as well as a review on either of those apps. Welcome to episode 83, 83 episodes of Courtside Indiana podcast. Joined as always, I'm Jim Reamer, joined as always by Zach, with Zach Tyler. Zach, how are you doing? Doing well up here. Uh, masks are still not required in our school system. Uh, board meeting is tomorrow night. I didn't have There's to ask. COVID, just start COVID, COVID update. update. Yep. <laughs> uh, started soccer practice this week. Daughter's got a couple scrimmage games this upcoming weekend, so we're hopping right into that. See, you're just we're just trying to get done in a half hour tonight. That's what we're doing. Yep. You're just yep. not even letting me ask questions. You're just like, F it. I'm going for it. All right, well... Well, let's tell you what, we we don't have a lot to talk about, but we we do have some pretty, at least one big news story break right after we got done either recording last week or, or I published it, one or the other. But go ahead and get us up to date on recruiting news, and then we'll dive right into it. Yeah, um, Zach Jeffers got a couple D3 offers this week. He's from Liberty Christian. He got a Franklin and a Covenant College offer. Uh, Andrew Leeper, this is why I missed a week or two ago. I forgot to put it in our database, but he got a, a Kentucky Wesleyan offer. Isaiah Robinson picked up another D3 offer, this one from Adrian. Uh, Jerron Tibbs from Cathedral, he's a 2023 kid. He got a D2 offer from Northwood, which is in Michigan. And then Caden Vasco from Don Bosco, formerly from uh, Lowell, got a Rollins offer that's a d2 and then we had a couple bigger decommitments this week we had uh one today and then one the other day we had reggie bass decommit from illinois and uh kamari lands decommit from syracuse today and or from, not today earlier this week and then picked up a kansas offer today yeah i guess that that well look and that that's the big recruiting news was that Bass and Lands decommitted. Of course, I think if you listen to this podcast, you probably already knew about those two things. Those are those are pretty big ones. Um, as much as we cover the other stuff, um, it doesn't always hit the radar of 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 even of even avid fans. Lands and uh, and Bass certainly made big news this week with with their decision. So any. Look, it's anytime a kid decommits, the story is always the same from 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 the kid's side. It's you know, we we appreciate their interest. We just didn't think it was a good fit going forward. I mean, very rarely do they very rarely does either side have anything negative to say. Um but there's usually something that happens short of a coaching change that that causes the relationship to to go a little south 
and, and sometimes it's it's as simply as you know a school getting a, a commitment right another commitment or they continue to recruit kids to their position or or you know there's some there's some deviation in the recruiting process that that makes a kid or that compels a kid not not makes but compels a kid or, or the people around him uh whether it be a coach or, or a family member uh really push in the direction of second guessing is that would you agree with that uh yeah i would definitely agree with that i mean yeah other options come along or people they thought they may not have gotten been able to get before maybe a commit that kind of thing uh both of these guys committed pretty early too didn't they well you know i just deleted because i'm looking at kamari's kamari got the syracuse offered in june of 2020 i don't i don't remember when he committed so i just deleted it from the database i got to figure out a different way to code this so that way we can keep the commitments in the database while letting the website acknowledge the fact that they're not committed anymore. So that on a side, on a side note, that'll be my, that'll be my programming task for the week is to, is to add that element to the, to how we track these things. Yeah. I, I would say Bass, I thought Bass was one of the first kids to commit in the class. Right. And then Lance wasn't too far behind. If he wasn't second, he certainly was, Third, I don't know who else would have committed before Lands because I thought Dante Dante Davis was pretty early in the process too. Correct? Yeah, that's correct. He was. Yeah, I hated that I just deleted that, and I did just delete it. And there's no. Oh wait, <laughs> you know what? No, I'm not even sure. No. We, we also switched... kind of touched touched last week about this though too. I mean, and nothing against these kids in, 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 at all, but I mean they've been hopping around schools here these last few years as well clearly kansas doesn't care about that um right right yeah it's look it's it is what it is old, old guys like me and old school guys like you that have followed the game for a long time i mean you know i'm not so damn old but i'm 51 and i've <laughs> been tracking I've been going to games outside of Carmel schedule since I was 17 years old, really. Um, so it's, it's always been an interest to me, this side of it, going to watch top players and things like that. And, and that's, that's how it grew was, was driving around the state and watching. I mean, I followed Damon Bailey. I mean, we, I bet I saw five or six Bedford games every year while he was there and, um, you know, spent a couple of years making my grandfather drive me and my friends or whomever to games until it was, you know, time for me to do my own driving. So, um, you know, that's how long I've been in it. It's it. Yeah. It's, it's a red flag when a kid transfers that much, let's just call it what it is. Uh, if it's the worst thing a kid, a person does in their life, then it's, it's not even a blip, you know, once they get, once they get beyond high school. Right. But it, but it does kind of follow them along, especially if it leads into things like decommitting or, or maybe even transferring. And at, at some point, you really got to overcome it. You've got to be really good to overcome it because it does look, it, it has questions. Um, I got phone calls pretty regularly from three NBA teams during the draft process each year. And 
and I remember talking about Trey Lyles. And one of the things that they loved about him is that he stayed at Tech. And, and I liked it, too. I jumped right on that. I'm like, yeah, we all thought, you know, certainly a guy like that could, you know, easily go into a prep school. Of course, that's, that's been a while now. Prep schools weren't as prevalent as they are now, at least some of these pop-up prep, prep schools that we, I don't know, mock showed disdain for last week. And, and by we, I mean mostly me, but <laughs> um, I'm just meaner than you, evidently. But the... It, it is it is a red flag, I think, in, in recruiting process. But clearly, Kansas doesn't care, <laughs> right. you know. And I've not seen, I've not seen Lands play in the last two years to know how how his game has progressed. You know, I've I've seen Bass play quite a bit. Um, there's some things about his game that I think will not translate as easily. And most of them are physical. I mean, it's nice to be strong, which he's very strong, but it's one thing to rely on it as much as he does. You know, a lot of that will go away. Um, even if it's just a third of his game has to change, it's going to be something he's going to have to show he can do. You know, now he, and then once he figures it out, and who knows how strong, you know, how hard of a process that becomes. For some guys, it's pretty easy. You know, for him, it's just being a better shooter off the dribble. That's really what it amounts to being is not, you know, not um, having more options and forcing player, forcing people to close out tight on you. I think he's pretty good off the catch, but it's, it's, you know, for him, he does so much off the dribble, just the ability to shoot off the dribble from range and, and have it look like his normal jump shot you know, is going to be what, what the challenge is for him at a, at a higher level because he's not just going to be able to bully his way in like he does a lot of times, um, especially in situations when they have a little bit of a lead or even control of the game and, and they can create space and just really limit as much help as possible where he's just going up against his man. At that point, he's just a load. Um, but I've not seen Lance enough to know what his game has become. Evidently, again, Kansas clearly likes him. They're as quickly as it happened. Who knows? It may have been contrived. You know, it may have been something where, you know, they have fewer available will offer, you know, um, that's not unseen or unheard of either. Right. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know how more and more kids are, are going to multiple schools. So that's, it's, it's less of a red flag than it used to be. Um, I think the more you have these options to transfer schools where there aren't any rules prohibiting it or inhibiting it, uh, you're, you're going to see that. And you know, you ask me, I'm happy a kid like Bass is playing in Indiana because it just means you get to watch another talented kid play more, you know? Yeah, for sure. But because uh, Lands just, he transferred again, right? Prep schools we talked about. Yeah, I mean, he went from prep school to prep school. Um, I don't know. You just hate to, you know, we talked a little bit last year in the context of what 
you know, some of his, you know, they, there's just been a lot of transfers in that family. And it, it doesn't make them. There, there's just a reliability issue when it comes to that, when you talk about how deep is, is the commitment actually, but maybe we're just at a time right now, especially with the way the transfer portal is, where we've just got to get over it and, and accept that this is part of it. But right. um, I, I guess I'm a little, I'm not, I'm not going to die on this hill, but at the same time, I'm not completely going down just as easily and think, ah, it's okay if a kid goes to three or four high schools, like it's like, it's no big deal. Cause it is a big deal. Um, I worry more about what it means academically. You know, how, how do you get any continuity in learning when you're constantly changing schools? But, you know, again, college coaches, I don't know how much they care about that as long as the kids has the requisite grades. I, I assume there's some schools, probably Ivy League schools care. Patriot League schools probably care. Some schools like Northwestern, Butler, Vanderbilt, places like that are going to care. Um, the, the rest of them rely heavily on what the NCAA rules are. And if it's, if it works under that, under those parameters, then they're good to go. And I don't blame them one bit because I've heard often it's harder to get into school than it is to graduate with as much help as these guys get. Um, and that, that I've, I've had several Ivy league coaches tell me it's a heck of a lot harder to get into the Ivy league than it is to get out of the Ivy league. <laughs> And they mean what they mean with a degree. So, yeah. Yeah. But any other thoughts on that situation? I mean, it's, I mean, we, nothing's happened with Bass, right? No other, no reported offers since he decommitted? Not, not, not that I've seen from Bass, no. So it'll be interesting to see where he goes after this. Yeah. And look, and that may be something where he's taking his time and, before he really gets into the nitty gritty of considering who he wants to talk with too deeply. For sure. You know, you, it's funny. Um, Cause I, I like how Damon, the AAU coach, Damon Turner is also the head coach at tech. Um, you know, like that he's pretty open about like he promotes his kids and it was good today. Even just as I was at UN, UN, university of Indianapolis elite camp today. They're not allowed to call elite camps. I'm allowed to call an elite camp. They're not. Um, they're prospect camp. There you go. The, the coach Turner's son was there today. You know, so here's a situation where, you know, here he, this kid's taking care of every little ounce of exposure he can get an opportunity to get, and he's, he's there. So that was good to see him there today. There were a lot of kids there today, and um, a vast majority of them won't be recruited at that level, but but the networking aspect of it is so important. And I don't want to get too deep down that tangent. We can maybe talk about that sometime, but because um, we have talked. I mean, I we did a one of our early podcasts. It was just me going over the recruiting process and how I think that works and the importance of networking, but but it was good seeing Davey on there today, and he was competitive. He was competing pretty hard through the one-on-one stuff and the three-on-three stuff. Then I had yeah. to get out. Um, I had to leave uh, right after that. So I didn't get to see the five-on-five, but, but enjoyed watching him compete today. So, um, cause that's a kid I know obviously he's on a team wherever there's a lot of D one offers going around in that roster. 
and he's not taking anything for granted. So that's a good sign. But um, I'm not sure what that has to do with with Basser Lands, other than the fact that that um, Bass is playing there. No, well, no, I think yeah, just teammates, I guess, and and maybe yeah. Bass is trying to figure out. Maybe he already knows maybe where he wants to go or what kind of what couple of schools he wants to go to, and he's he's just sort of playing that out kind of on the down low. So, but anything else you want to talk about? I mean, that was the two. That was the major topic we were going to go into today. I mean, we we're anything else we want to talk about? Yeah, we've got this uh, overtime elite league. Uh, I know it's been talked about quite a bit outside of us, obviously. Uh, Miles Colvin is a person of interest for us because he's a 2023 who's committed to Purdue and he's been offered a two year, $500,000 contract through to play in this league per source is that per uh, year or per total. It's it, it was said two two years, $500,000 is all I've seen. So probably total. I would say total also. Yeah. Total still two fifty. Yeah. Still more money than most of us will make in a year. Yes. It is definitely not more. I see, I've seen a couple of places, it'll be more money than people will make in 10 years. And the answer is, well, I don't know about that. Um, depends on what you mean by make. Um, you know, there's dividends, things like that. But there's ways, there's ways to figure, there's ways to play around with that. But um, look, I think the overtime elite league is, is we've we've questioned the validity of it in terms of this is before they started naming any making offers so this is not immaterial to any this is not material to any single kid we've we've talked about this and and i know i've expressed my concerns on the viability of the league what their intentions are uh financially obviously there's people that have a vested interest in this thing being successful financially now what that means in terms of in terms of goals, I don't know. Uh, we discussed some of them, and I'm not going to go down all of them or, or even remember all the ones we discussed about it in a little bit more at length when we when we talked about it. But you know, anytime somebody invests in something like this, they they do expect to get a return on their investment, and the return on their investment is twofold. Is one of two things in my mind. It is this league gets to a point where it's so viable of a, of a recruiting source for the NBA or an evaluating source for the NBA at the end that the NBA just absorbs it and buys them out and buys out the talent that they're able to pull on a yearly basis, or they have some sort of back end deal with some of these kids, you know, where they're going to get part of their representation after the fact. And, and, I, and I mean that in a legal way. I don't mean that in a quid pro quo way, you know, right up front contractual terms. Basically, you're agreeing to be part of the organization. Um, there are other businesses that do that, other industries that, that do that. Um, but, you know, they're getting, they're having trouble getting guys, aren't they? Yeah, I, I haven't heard of many other guys heading to this league yet i mean they don't plan on it being very big to begin with i think it's they plan on having 30 guys to begin with i don't know if that means eight teams how they're handling it not eight teams but four teams i'm sorry four teams but they are not getting the big big names that you would think 
you know, the kind of get the get your, you know, get paid crowd, you know, is pushing this stuff like this. And I, and I wonder how much the name image and likeness issue that the NCAA has finally folded in on is, is impacting that. What do you, what do you, if you're a kid, you got a chance to go to college because if you sign for this league, you can't play in college. And I, and I am convinced eventually this league is going to go under. And I am convinced that the, the, the current players of that league at, at that time will be left holding the bag in terms of, I'm sure a lot of those guys will not be NBA caliber kids. And, I'm, and, I'm, and at, that, at that point, they will not be eligible to play in college. So they will be really stuck in limbo, especially Definitely. if they're not even to be G, good, you know, quality G League guys. Um, any, I mean, you have you seen anything in terms of the top level kids looking at this, or you? What do you think if you're a kid that age, and you have a chance to go to college, and get paid to go to college? Are you turning down two fifty a year? I mean, I don't know. Your 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 end result's going to be the same potentially, right? I mean, your goal is to get the NBA, so. Uh, looking at this roster, I, I don't really recognize many names. There's a few foreign kids. I, it goes down to even 2024 20, kids. There's 15 names on here right now. I mean, they were excited about somebody offered. They, they got like the 69th best player in the 2022 class to commit. I don't even know that he's not from Indiana, so I wouldn't know. Right. Um, they offered, um, gosh, I hate. I hate when I deal with it. Shafino Hall, who's going, who's offered by Indiana. Um, Jalen Hood Shafino, sorry. Jalen Hood Shafino. He got an offer from them, from that league. Of course, Indiana fans are flipping out because most people think he's going to go to Indiana. And then it became clear from both the Tennessee side and the Indiana side that, no, we're good. We're going to college. That's basically what how it was framed. Was they were not they were not considering the overtime elite league. I don't know where Hood Shafino ranks, but he's probably a little bit higher than 69th. I think he's a top 40 kid. So they're having trouble getting getting top level kids. And, and my point there is, and this is no indifference to them, because look, there's there's talented kids that break through every year in the draft. Um, Mikel Johnson, who is at the Phoenix Suns, um, who was, hold on a second. I need to make sure I get that last name right. Um, he was drafted by Philadelphia, traded to Phoenix. And then obviously he's Bridges, Mikel, gee, many Christmas, Mikel Bridges. Holy cow. That made me feel really dumb. That made me feel worse than not remember Shafino's <laughs> name. So Mikel Bridges gets drafted lottery pick basically or right there by the, by the 76ers and then gets dealt to Phoenix immediately. And he was barely in the top 100 when he was recruited. And so the point there is, is that just because you're, you're not in the top 20 or top whatever, that you're not a viable NBA product. You're not a viable NBA prospect. But this league is set on drawing big names and attracting big contracts after the fact. And I don't know that they're going to be able to do that because now they are in competition. 
with the G League, which predates them, and they are and they definitely are in competition with the NCAA with name, image, and likeness. I don't know if agreement's the right word, but but name, image, and likeness, uh, the ability to earn money off of that, very much part of the picture. I mean, you've got you've got Coach Nick Saban bragging about his quarterback making nearly seven or seven figures in terms of in terms of what he's getting off his name, image, and likeness. You know, I'm not sure you're going to go to the, I'm not sure you're going to the, if you're a basketball player making close to six figures, I'm not sure you're going to turn down college and and go to an overtime elite league when it's just untested. Right. 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 I mean, yeah. Who are they going to play against? That's another question. If you're right. Well, you, you said earlier, if they have four teams, I mean, competition level is not going to be that, Outstanding, I wouldn't think. And look at Miles Colvin. He come, his father, Roosevelt, very distinguished NFL career. Uh, great player at Purdue. Obviously, he was a play, played football, basketball at Broad Ripple. He's not hurting financially. Not unless he's – I mean, he shouldn't be hurting financially, Right. Right. <laughs> um, I mean, the NFL is a little different than NBA and, you know, especially the NBA, but in terms of how they handle their contracts. So, you know, he's, you can go back and track his guaranteed money and, and bonuses and things like that and possibly figure out how much he was at least made. But you cut that in half due to taxes. And this 250 would be, I mean, he would almost be taxed at 40%, wouldn't he? Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> so you got to do more than nod. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody can see you nod. Yep. <laughs> so, so right away you cut, you you cut a hundred and what ten hundred and fifteen dollars off of that in taxes. Five hundred. Let's do that. Two fifty. No, let's do two fifty a year times point four. A hundred bucks or a hundred. Sorry, hundred thousand. So. <laughs> So now he's down to 150 a year. So that doesn't even take care of if he doesn't spend a dime, that doesn't take care of college just for that one year. Now the second year would if he doesn't spend a dime. I mean, how much is legitimately what's legitimately the cost of going to college unless you just do what I did and you live up you you commute. 50 grand? Yeah. When you consider housing. High-end probably. Yeah. So people saying, get money. You can go to college later. You can pay for it. Now, look, Miles may be in a situation where I, I definitely don't judge any of these people because I, my father flipped the bill for my education. So, but Miles be one of those kids that he doesn't need. His father should be able to take care of his college. Or in his case, he's committed to Purdue. He's going to go to college for free. So right. he's not going to, and he's going to be able to make money off his name, image, and likeness, and just like everybody else. So that's what he's giving up. I think it's a better deal to go to college. Seems like it. At least to what they've offered him. Right. Definitely a better deal to go to college. It says, just looking at some of their website, it says each athlete will receive a guaranteed minimum salary of at least 100000 per year plus bonuses and shares of equity in overtime. 
Yeah, that means nothing, by the way. Yeah, right. That that could mean nothing. That could mean something, but that could mean nothing. They also that could, get revenue from their name likeness and that kind of thing as well. True. Well, at that point, they're not have, they don't have to bow to any rules because they're no right. longer even in high school. Right. I mean, he'd be given up a senior year, high, junior and senior year of high school plus college. Um, yeah, that is true. He could make up. But I'll say this. Name, image, and likeness. These guys are way more valuable in college than they are in some minor league system. Definitely. He's probably way more valuable at Heritage Christian if he were to go that route then he would be going to this overtime elite league from a name, image, and likeness perspective. Not that they're allowed to do that at this level. Although how soon, how far away are we from someone testing that? Um, I mean, Draven Gibbs was in a Gatorade commercial. Right? I haven't you know seen that? that one. I haven't yeah. seen that one, huh? Either that or he's got an amazing looking twin. <laughs> Um, it looks like they filmed it at, at um, the old field house at Purdue. That's <laughs> where it looks like they filmed it, at least his portion. But, I mean, how soon are we away? From, how far away are we from someone really testing, like in a high school, not a prep school? Because, again, these dudes have no, you know, if you, if you go to a prep school where there's no rules really, guard, you know, stopping you. You know, unless unless the NCAA has some sort of unless there's rules the NCAA that say your amateur status must be must be intact before you know before you sign, perhaps. I know they waived one of their I know they simply waived one of their rules to make the name, image, and likeness issue go away. Okay. But it was just like 12, I'm not, I'm just making this number up, 12-5.4.3, you know? Right. I don't know what 12-5.4.2 says or, you know, the one after it. But but the name, image, and likeness issue, he's, you know, I he'd be worth more at Heritage Christian, you know, from the sponsors and boosters than he would be from this overtime league. I think most of these kids would. I just think the name across the chest is brings a lot of value to the table on this, on this name, image, and likeness stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, especially if the overtime elite league is not drawing the top players, like the absolute top players I mean the G leagues, that's that those kids are going to the G league, right? Kaminga, Jalen green. Right. Yeah. Um, who was the third one? Um, not even sure he got drafted. But there was three of them, three or four of them. But obviously Jalen Green and Kaminga were the, the two the two main names. But yeah, I'm just yeah. really skeptical how over how this overtime league is gonna make it. I just no indifference to Colvin. It's super that he gets that opportunity, but from a big name perspective, yeah, yeah, from, from, was that you or me? That was me. Sorry about that. that was you. All right. Nice. <laughs> we got some backfill music. Beautiful. Yeah. If we got to take that thing down, <laughs> if we got to take that thing off of uh, SoundCloud because of that little bit, 
we're going to be in trouble. All right. Hopefully, it wasn't long enough. It wasn't. No, long. it wasn't. It wasn't long <laughs> enough. But yeah, I feel like if you're going to IU or a Duke or a North Carolina, you're going to make more money than a than this overtime elite. Yeah, I, Purdue's right there too. I mean, I don't, Purdue. Yeah, I, I think yeah, any any high major, high majors for sure. Because each each of these staffs, we're going down this road again. Each of these staffs are eventually, if not already, very very soon, are going to have someone responsible for getting that done. Even if it's like Indiana, where Indiana just has a, an overall catch-all that, that takes care of the whole athletics program. Right. If the men's program doesn't already have somebody that works directly between the players and this, like a, as a liaison between the players and this group at Indiana University, they soon will be because coaches don't want to take care of it. The Dobo doesn't want to take care of it. He has to handle travel logistics and probably recruiting logistics. Um, and I think schools like Purdue, obviously any of the power five schools, power six schools are going to have just an automatic layer for these guys to make a pretty decent amount of money, at least enough money to not go hungry. Right. 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 And now we're letting the market, the market economy sort of, I'm still, I still believe it's a contrived market because there's still going to be people that, that give a college student money regardless of what his name is. But anyway, anything else? Any thoughts on any other thoughts on that? No, we covered a lot of the things that probably should have been covered, I guess. I mean, yeah, we're, we're basically saying, cause I mean, it's kind of a prep schoolish type of thing. Right. I mean, except not, you're not really going to school. You could just go and play in no, this league. I mean, not going to school at all. Right. And from what I've heard, Coleman's not doing it. Yeah. Um, and that's not come from them. But from what I understand, he's not doing it. And he'll probably announce tomorrow after we hit publish that he's going to take it. But, yep. <laughs> but as, as of now, he's not. You know, I, I don't know if I'm officially reporting that, but what I was told. Over the weekend, he's not going. He's going to stay put. And I think it has way more to do with the college component. And, and, and they're a family that doesn't necessarily need money. I mean, we all want more money. Um, but when you don't need money, you can afford to be more patient with things. And, right. And, and, I, and I think playing in college still excites a lot of kids and that's what i was just going to say too i mean i i feel like the college experience is still there for a lot of kids too and it is and they, especially they really when colvin's go going that. to where his, his dad's alma mater yeah when you grew up a purdue fan right i assume yeah to some extent you grew up a purdue fan yep. boom they offer kind of right out of the gate he doesn't really take a whole lot of time to commit it, you know I'm sure they were humbled by the offer but at the end of the day, I don't know that that's enough money to turn. I just, you know, I don't think people really understand how quickly that money gets spent. Right. How many professional athletes, especially ones that don't get to second extended contracts, how, how much, how many of those percentage wise end up broke within five to six years after they retire. Um, you know, and, and, you know, it's, it's because you, 
it's, it's not as much money as it looks when on paper because right away almost half of it's gone due to tax due to taxes so and then you're assuming that they're not living a little bit more lavishly than, than what they otherwise would i'm not saying i'd be any different you know I love my little 1500 square foot condo. I, I can't ever see myself wanting anything bigger. Um, you throw me a fat stack of cash and, you know, I might have a nice little house looking at the ocean someday, but, but not anytime soon. So, yeah. And you're talking about kids still too. Kids with that kind of money. Yeah, yes. They're not used to that money. I thought you, know? you meant, yeah. Kids getting that kind of money. I yeah. thought you meant yeah. me having kids. I'm like, no, no, I don't have a kid. Nope kids not having that type of money before that's true well in his you know he's got in his case in, in miles's case he's got a father who's experienced right yeah i wasn't referring to, to him no, necessarily i, I just yeah, mean right. in, in general yeah you're 100 right absolutely and that's i've i've maintained in the past that i'd like to see colleges have an athletic like an athlete tract for all athletes for any athlete that wants it not just football and basketball players that where your goal is to be a professional athlete in some cases, you know, maybe an Olympic athlete, you know, so we're going to put you in this investment class. We're going to put you in this finance class. We're going to put you in this econ class. We're going to put you in, you know, this marketing class and we're going to create this, this second, this other major where you learn the ins and the outs of the business of, I mean, it's not just sports. It's not sports management. It's career management. Yeah. And who knows, maybe it could be done for actors and actresses, you know, people that want to be actors and actresses too, or, or, you know, anybody that could come into big money, you just got to learn how to manage it. So I, I've always maintained that um, really ever since on, on message boards, ever since they required the, the NBA basically compelled kids to go to college. You know, why not start a tract in college where these guys get that type of an education to prepare them to be professional athlete? I mean, they prepare us to be professionals in other industries. Why not that? Yeah, exactly. So, All right, man, let's get our reads. Yes. Box Out Sports is the leading online graphic solution, giving you the ability to create professional content in seconds to highlight your team and student athletes this season. You can sign up for a free demo at boxoutsports.com. And like I always like to say, uh, football is going on right now. You can do it with football, tennis, basketball, baseball, golf, you name it, volleyball. It works. Check it out, boxoutsports.com. Chris Hawkins' account on Instagram or uh, Facebook, check it out. He is a master. Zach, you've got your work cut out for you to catch up now. Jeez. Courtside Indiana podcast is on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as well as SoundCloud. You can subscribe via each of those apps and have them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. We definitely would appreciate a rating and review. Love a five-star rating, of course. And any any, uh, suggestions you have content-wise, we would love to hear from you too on our Twitter account. Uh, You can get us primarily at Courtside IND. That's Courtside End with a D. On Twitter, DMs are always open. Uh, my personal Twitter account is also open. Zach, are your DMs open? Yes. Are yes. Yeah, mine are too. And yours is ZT Hoops. Say it. Yep. Yep. ZT17 Hoops. 
ZT17 Hoops, mine's JWR or JW Reamer. And uh, those three ways are ways you can get us on uh, on social media. Zach, what do you got coming up this week? Anything different besides school board meetings and, <laughs> and mass soccer. suspense? Yeah, man, soccer. And that's the, it's the usual for me. Pretty Don't pretty be basic, like Carmel basically. and carry a gun into the school board meeting, okay? Oh, okay. Stay oh, away. Keep that away. Right? Jeez. And then people are all up in arms as to why they closed the second one to the public. First of all, they're not required <laughs> to allow the public. So there you go. Anyway, that's my soapbox for the night. Um, guys, appreciate everybody listening. We'll be back again next week. As we get closer to the school season, we'll be breaking down positions, and then we'll have our previews heading into the school season. And heck, that seems like a long way away, but it seems every time we get a little bit closer, we get a, little, what, a week closer each time. Yep. Kind of catches up to us pretty quickly. So appreciate those that have subscribed to the website. And other than that, Zach, thanks for uh, being around again this week. We'll talk again next week. Thanks. Thanks.